Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of the Shenanigans podcast. Today we're going to talk about drama and life and everything that comes with it. So strap in, sit back, and enjoy the listen. It's absolutely amazing. This is what makeup looks on me in real life. Like, I just don't see my makeup. <laughs> Next time, go purple eyeshadow. No, her her eyeshadow was always blue. Oh, was it? Hmm. It was her signature look for like 10 years. This god-awful deep blue. Oh, it's perfect. I know way too much about her life. Like It was funny much. without the filter, but it's even funnier with the filter. You know what is Tammy Faye? We're going all the way. <laughs> all the way to Jesus. I tell you, Jesus is with you right now. You know it's going to take like half a container of Lysol wipes to get that off, right? You'll I be believe like, it. I'm my boys go to work just to see the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to come. What the fuck? They're used to seeing me with the wig, but I don't think they're used to seeing me with the makeup and the wig. I don't think I've ever seen you makeup on, ever. Um, go down in my Instagram, you'll see me in pictures of makeup. I, I actually clean up really nice. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to take you serious without a filter? <laughs> is it not perfect? This filter needs to be on TikTok. Whoever created this filter, put it on TikTok. Dear Instagram. Please make your filters available on TikTok so that Jean can play with them and make funny videos. Uh-huh. I like when the eye goes really small. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can interview me today anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was Tammy Face Day. <laughs> It's funny. Coke. It's funny as Tammy Faye, but I don't know who she is, so I'm just going off of what y'all have told me. What I'm <laughs> laughing at and what I find the most funny is where all of that originated before Tammy Faye. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tammy the funniest Faye. part to me. <laughs> well, people that get it, get it and know, okay? If you we know, you know. know. If you know, you know. I'm not going to drive on past like I'm not making a, a, you know. (laughs) If you know, you know. If you know, you know. (laughs) That's right. We're single white females. She came in yet? (laughs) Jean, damn it. Stop it. (laughs) You're going to have to edit that part out. (laughs) Stop it. You're going to make me choke. Oh, y'all have to take that part out. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tammy Faye was such a good sport. Like, she was pretty awesome. Like, she supported the LGBT community. I'm going to have to look her up. Televangelists ever supported them. Also, she was one of the biggest advocates for gay rights. Like, she was like, they won't touch you. I wish I could touch you because they were videoing like we're doing right now. And, I mean, for her to be a televangelist, she she broke the rules. Like, like she said, Jesus loves everybody. 
my gosh. I just Googled her. You see it now? Yes, I see it. Watch the movie in the oh eyes of the kid. It's a great movie. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, no. Remind me later to tell you the comment that I was just thinking in my head. I'm not going to tell you now. I'm not going to tell you on live. I'm not going to tell you on the recording. Remind me later. Alright. If I remember, I'm about to spark one up. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to make a comment about that, but I'll do that later. Okay. <clears throat> Um, let's explain. Yes, Mr. DeVille, I'm ready for my close-up. Let's explain. Uh, Jess is not here today. She's, she's here with us, but she's not here with us. Uh, she just is taking some personal time, and Feisty is also taking some personal time. So today, you are entertained by just me and Jean. Basically, just Jean, because Jean is way more entertaining than I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Love it. Why don't we do the interview? You're not prepared for the interview, are you? No, I'm really not, because I only have like six questions, and I think you told me I needed like a hundred. Google it. Good interview questions. No, good I, questions don't, I don't want Google. I want like good ones. Okay, what's your good six questions? Like what? what? What's good? What? What's your best question on your list of six? Oh... Oh, I know what it was. <clears throat> you do? If you could go back sure. and tell your 16-year-old self anything, what would it be? Oh, bitch, put the 8 as my lucky number on that goddamn lottery ticket and don't marry his ass beforehand. Straight up, that would have been my advice. Dump his ass, put that number lucky 8 as my Parable number, and fucking move on with my life. Yeah, that would have probably been some pretty good advice. Right? Right? I mean, I could have had $350 million. Like, where the fuck was the eight? Where was the eight? <laughs> um, okay, so let's, let, let's get into, like, personal drama. Like, life, life drama. The shit that life throws at you. Hold on, where's my bib? Because I'm going to need it because I'm going to be drooling. No, I'm sorry. What? Why are you drooling? Because life has handed me enough to swab on that I'm fucking full. I'm so glad we're rated explicit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're rated that because of me. Okay. Jesus loves you. So, Jesus is watching. The filter is totally Tammy Faye on steroids, Jean. I saw that. Totally. I got, that's why I put my glasses on. If you see me putting my glasses on, it's because I yeah, can't Yeah, I can see the... I can't really see it until it hits your eyes, and then you can see the shininess of it. Okay, so you you tend to help us, like, when, when we get drama, daily life drama, you tend to help us by making us laugh, obviously, because that's what you do. But... If you are hit with drama in your life or stress or anything like that that creates drama, how do you personally deal with it? Because I can't see you putting a wig and makeup on <laughs> and making yourself laugh. What? <laughs> um, no, normally. Um, <coughs> give me a 
get my head together, and then I'm usually the reasonable one who solves the fucking problems. Like, you get to doing this, you get to doing that, and we're just going to move on past this, like, just another road bump. But, um, yeah, I usually... I'm the one that has to be the serious one, especially in a sponsor situation. There's been a lot of times where <coughs> I get a phone call I don't want, and I have to drop everything I'm doing and talk to them or show up. Excuse me, I need a drink. Or show up and handle the situation, like pulling them out of a trap house. I think I'm going to go reuse. Um, I'm in the hospital, you know, or we've got to take you to rehab. So usually it's me having to make split decision decisions, you know, telling them their options here. This is what we can do. This, this, and this pick one. So usually I'm the most serious. And then when everything is done, I mean, well, and not before everything's done. Normally I will crack jokes during the whole time. Um, a good example, a house fire. Um, she called me up. She was hysterical. Oh my God, it's burning down. And then I immediately pull up on the property and I look at her and go, well, if you wanted to redirect, uh, redecorate the place, you could have went a cheaper option. God. You should have seen her face. I mean, it's shit like that, that you just bounce off that makes them stop and go, okay, everything's going to be okay. Life goes on, but I can't believe what this bitch said to me. <laughs> Did she really just think that I burnt my house down just because, you know, I wanted to redecorate? Well, as I looked at her, I said, if you want to redecorate, there was cheaper ways than this. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, and then, like, the phone call I got with my friend's suicide. Um, I sponsored her for over almost seven years. She had postpartum depression. I'm the one that took her to the hospital, you know, saw the postpartum depression. I was like, hey, hey, girl, um, we need to go to the doctor. This isn't right. What you're thinking up here isn't right. And got her. She ended up being admitted. She spent like 60 days in. And then all of a sudden she was really happy. I should have caught. She was too happy. She was planning the inevitable. She was planning it. And, I mean, she literally planned it out to where she took the baby to her mother, or his mother's. She did it outside the house, called 911 before she did it, and then she left the outfit she wanted to wear on the bed for him. So everything was planned. She had planned everything. And I should have known. I mean, I've been her sponsor. I've been her best friend. I took her off the streets. I'm the one that got her back, you know, being there through all these steps of, you know, detoxing, rehab, you know, going back to college. She got married. She was living her best life. I mean, she married a really nice guy, really big house, like made me jelly. I'm like, damn, girl. When I got sober, where was this motherfucker? You know what I mean? (laughs) And she had a great life and she had a uh, child pass at birth. We went through that. And then when she actually had a successful life birth, she felt too guilty to love this one because she felt guilty that she couldn't love the other one. And postpartum was so bad. Her her note to everybody, like, serious, Jean. This is not filter, Jean. It broke me. I mean, she thought she was going to harm her own baby. Like... And I've I been through all of this with her, but my thing is, I think, and 
don't take this anybody i'm not a medical professional okay this is just my personal opinion they put her on antidepressants i've had this experience with antidepressant you feel good all of a sudden but it doesn't change your depression but you feel good enough to do something you shouldn't do that's why I can't be put on antidepressants. I did the same thing she did right after my son died. You know, down the bottle. Whoop. You know, but with her, I think it was a lot that they weren't managing her meds correctly. They weren't, you know, paying attention to the signs that I noticed that got her into therapy. And I think she got happy, but didn't know how to deal with her depression. You know what I mean? And... She made a horrible choice that affected every one of us. And I wish, I wish I can go back to that last phone call and go, I hope you don't do what I think you're going to do. That that upset me the most. Mm-hmm. So you said that, like, when, you're, when you are faced with something or you have some sort of drama, <clears throat> some sort of stress or issue that you have to deal with, you kind of... I hate the humor. Well, you, you said you, you kind of step aside for a little bit cool off calm down and collect yourself so usually like how long does that like okay so let's just say okay i see what you're saying an immediate situation where i take a cool minute basically i hit them with a funny and it gives me enough time to process what they say and it happens within 15 seconds like i'm so used to processing bad things so quickly that within 15 seconds i'm like hey this 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 and this these are all your options which one do you want to pick and let's go Okay, so take it out, take your sponsor hat off for a minute. Take it out of the sponsor situation. And let's just say you and your man get into a fight. And you're arguing about something. It could be something stupid, it could be something major. But you're frustrated and you're irritated. Do you still use that step aside, cool off, calm down, collect yourself? Or do you just like, lash out and let him have it? Okay, depends on which relationship I was in. The current one. uh, Let's talk current one, because he's the best. Okay. Well, there's two different reactions, because prior, I would lose, I would literally lose my shit immediately and be on his ass, like, like a fucking manchie, and I learned this time, you know, I fucking don't want that shit no more, so I treat it a little bit differently with him. I try communicating with him, and if I can't communicate, I go to his twin. You think his twin could get through to him better than you could? Actually, he can't, because we've only had one major argument. It was over a woman that um, we were both friends with her. He actually dated her, but we were both friends. And, like, she, then and I uh, friended him on TikTok, uh, Facebook, and we started interacting. She blocked me, and I'm like, oh, hell no. And he was like, well, I used to date her in high school. That's no reason to block me, you petty little bitch. But that started a fight because she would literally call him out of the blue and just like, here, can you take me to the store? Can you take me? Oh, will you take me to the fair? That was the time I lost my shit. I said, "Um, you take your girlfriend to the fucking fair. You don't take your friend to the fair. It's bad enough you go walking downtown with her. Um, I don't care if you're friends with her or not. Cut it off. Done. Done. I'm not a real jealous bitch, but this one's acting shady. If she would have not done all the shit she did, I wouldn't have a fucking problem with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But frankly, you, you acting a little shady, bitch. A little sus. Sus. <clears throat> so, I sat him down. And it ended up in an argument, which I don't really raise my voice around him. I don't have to. You know, we're in a relationship. It's actually 
decent. I, I'm I'm tripping. Like I don't know how to react in a normal relationship, but I'm I'm winging it. I'm totally winging it. Well, it seems to be but working. Yeah, actually, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you're doing, it's working. And it's been working for years. That's that's the weird thing. But I think a lot of it is I am in counseling, so I get to whenever I have a problem. I guess throwing at my counselor, not everybody else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a few things that I don't discuss with anybody but her, and yeah. See, I, I you know me, I can go. Go ahead. You know me, I can go off on a tangent. Something will trigger me, and I'm pissed off for a few hours. Oh yeah. So. And then we just got to sit back and let Jean do her rant. <laughs> yeah, I just got to get it out. If not, I'd be a mass murderer. I mean, shit. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't like fighting. I am not a confrontational person at all. That's like, like I said in the interview, I'm a doormat. So I, I don't like fighting because I will outwit you and I'll make you feel fucking stupid. Like, that's the problem. I, I don't know how to fight other than I am going to degrade you. I am going to make you feel this fucking big. And then when you're done with it, you're going to wonder why you even started the argument with me because I was right in the first place and there is no wrong. Yeah. See, so. I, and I'm not like, I, I'm, I'm more of the, even if I'm mad at you for doing something wrong and, and it's, it's clearly wrong, getting in an argument almost makes me feel guilty for being mad in the first place. I just try to avoid all of that. I am too toxic for that shit. I'm that bitch. Like, for the last 20 years of my marriage, I was that bitch that he literally answered to motherfucker. Yes, dear. (laughs) Motherfucker. Yes, dear. Like, I was the toxic one. I ain't gonna lie. I was was the toxic one. I take my responsibility in my licks. You heard I moved my boyfriend in with my husband that was divorcing. I mean, that's a toxic trait. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, I have nobody to blame for my actions other than, you know, hormones. I mean, I had two uteruses. I was hell on wheels, okay? Well, and and see, like, I try really hard. And I don't know, it, it seems like in the last probably year and a half or so I have been like okay that's it I'm done I'm not I'm not dealing with drama I'm not allowing drama in my life if you want to bring drama in then bye you know I don't I don't I just don't put up with it like I don't handle it very well I don't want to handle it and you know if I oh my god what did you I do? I spilled my whole drink on my ass. My ass is wet. <laughs> this was sitting in and I just knew, give me a second. <laughs> oh, shit, it's wet everywhere. <laughs> you just laugh. See, the more, the more I argue, the more pissed off I get. And when I get really, really pissed, I'll start crying. And I hate crying. Like oh, I feel like I feel like my body is broken if there's water coming out of my eyes. Yep. <laughs> so I don't like fighting. I don't like it. Cause oh, then when I start crying, oh that's it. I'm done. I'm broken. Oh, it's so wet. Okay, I got a on underneath. Yeah, me, I don't like crying either, but like I said, I was the toxic one in the relationships for a very long time. Um, I didn't learn to behave myself because I was always so stressed out. 
I mean, for 10 years of a marriage, I was in court with an ex, you know. I had all these people coming at me nonstop. And for like a decade, I didn't want to control my own life. Everybody else was taking, 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 and leaving me basically fucking broken. And you know the experience. You know what I'm talking about. And greed. That is the one thing I hate about people. And if you're a greedy person, I will kick you out of my life in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Because greed put me through so much heartache for a fucking decade. Like, I'm not well-liked around town because I have this personality. Don't ask me for money. I'm paying you to go away. You know, and I had to go through and I had nobody on my side. Not even my own husband. He was actively working against me. And for 10 years, like, what the fuck? And when I finally just just stopped everything, let that life die, just, just I'm done with that life, and I moved on, I am so much happier. Like, I won't let people treat me this way. I won't let you do this. I won't let you get away with this. No, it's not going to happen. And that's the um, thing too. It's like it's like once once I decided like I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let drama in. It's amazing how much better you feel. I mean, it was the same way with the TikTok thing. It's like as soon as you delete TikTok and there's no TikTok drama in your life, you're like, oh, holy crap! It feels good to wake up in the morning. It feels good to look at my phone and not see your voice recordings, voice recordings, screen recordings. Uh-huh. You know, it was like, oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wish I could become numb to emotions because then I wouldn't give a shit, but. No, it's not a good thing because at the end of those 10 years, I was so a numb to emotion that I wasn't even living my own life. I was letting everybody else dictate what was happening to me because I broke. I, at some point, something snapped and I broke. And I, I know the major break off is the death of my child. Like, yeah. I, I checked out. He passed away, and I'm not going to lie, I checked out from reality. People had to take care of me for a year because I couldn't function. Well, see, function. I don't consider that drama. I can, That's trauma. Like, that's completely oh, it is, different. But, and when I went through that whole experience, they used the court system against me just to harass me. Like, I had somebody who ran their car into my car to sue me. Like, what the fuck? Well, and you then, ran into my car. And then, you know, speaking of drama, then you got your mom. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Yeah. I still hurts that it was the death of my son. She didn't ask me how I was doing. Not once. Didn't ask me. Came for the funeral, watched him get put in the ground, and then left. Didn't join the rest of the family afterwards. Just left. My child had just died. This is your grandchild that's going in the dirt and... Poof, you left. I mean, I, granted, I wasn't in a, a shape or mood to talk. I couldn't fucking talk. All I could do was just But talk. she's your mom. She should have well, been there Well, grandma died, I, I, I sent her work where she could literally leave work and be there for the last moments of her mother's life. And she, instead of going to Arkansas, she went to Nebraska. And then still called me and asked me to help her pick out all the stuff for the funeral. 
and I had just taken care of her mother for the last few years. You know, it was not easy. That woman had no clue who I was. And I looked just like her daughter, so she was mad at me. She wasn't a very big fan of her, her daughter. And that's because my, my mother bought her dad a fucking motorcycle. And right then, and then my mom acted more like a boy. She joined the Army. She was all about being that, you know, figure in her daddy's eyes that, hey, I did this for you. And she did. She absolutely did all of that for her dad's approval. But her yeah. mother hated it. Yeah. And then she had a sister that wasn't worth anything. No offense. I'm just saying. Let grandma go in the hands of that situation. I'm sorry. I can't forgive her. Well, and then. And then. Like in that situation, you've got drama on top of trauma. Which makes the trauma so much worse. Because, I mean, it's. I I never got to enjoy anything. Anytime I was happy, somebody had to bring it down. They couldn't stand it. They were pissed off that I, that what happened to me didn't happen to them. I mean, I'm hated. I get it. I don't care. At this point, I could care less what you think of me. But know that I'm the badass bitch that walked through all that situation and came out the other end better. Mm-hmm. I'm way better to my my partners. I'm way better to my children. I'm way better to everything. Because you know what? That hell that I was put through, like, you're, you're more likely to get struck by lightning than have that happen to you or get bit by a shark on dry land. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. And the hell I went through. I mean, if you, you look at it from an outside in, you think I'm a bad person. But No. Let's see you deal with that situation. Or they have to one-up what you've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. And I went through some shit. I mean, it it all boils down to greed. What about friend drama? Have you ever had to deal with that? (laughs) Oh, I, I can count my friends on one hand. In real life, I can count my friends on one hand. Yeah, pretty much the same. No, well... I don't have friends like I used to have friends. I used to have friends that literally were my ride or die. I could call them at 3 o'clock in the morning and they'd be there, you know, no questions asked. But now it's it's different. But I just don't, you know, and it's not that I was trying to be like a bad friend. It's just I don't want to hear the drama. Like, I'm tired of your drama. I'm tired of the relationship after relationship after relationship after, oh, my God, I'm in love. Oh, my God, three months later, he's horrible. Uh, you know, I, just all, it's just like, I, I'm exhausted riding your roller coaster ride. So when I decided to cut the drama, I cut it all. I agree with you on that. Like, I did the same thing. The only drama in my life was TikTok. Like... <laughs> Literally, my home life is really good now. Like, I have put away all my differences to the people that have done me wrong. I've grown up enough that I know what I want in a relationship, and I'm mature enough to achieve that in a relationship now. Like I said, we've been dating since, like, 2018. Like, I'm a long-hauler dater, but you know what I mean? I'm not out there 
trying to one up him or you know I just want a comfortable life that's another thing relationship drama oh my god I am too old for that (laughs) I am done this is why I became a cougar this is why I became a cougar yeah I'm, I'm, I'm done with that relationship drama like you're an adult I'm an adult if you can't act like it I don't want nothing to do with you yeah, I don't want that where you're always fighting with somebody and you're always constantly on edge. Like, what are they going to do next? Um, like, my last ex, he, he was just so erratic. And his family, I mean, literally go over to the family's house and I'd hear yelling for the first three hours. And then, you know, I, I can't stay calm in that. I'm not going to sleep on the fucking couch there. I own my fucking own house. Why the fuck am I going to spend it over there? Like, no. Uh-huh. And that's he had to be there. Like it was an obsession. Like he had to be right there all the time. That's where his happy was. Here's the best one. Here's the best one. Who are you talking to? Who's, uh. who's texting you? Why did you go into the other room to take a phone call? Oh, that would be answer. I can answer that to talk to his mother. Bitch, I'm a grown ass adult. If I want to sit on the toilet and take a phone call. That's my prerogative. For real? Uh, and that's the thing. That. It's like uh, cheating. Cheating is drama. Cheating is d- bringing drama into a relationship that is not needed. I do not believe in cheating at all. Here's my thing. When I hate... Oh, okay, go ahead. Here's my thing. Cheating is too much work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go behind your back and delete text messages or silence my phone or sneak around to try to meet. So that's too much damn work. If I'm to the point where I want to cheat or be with somebody, I'm just going to go be with somebody else. For real. It's a lot less work. <laughs> right. And why do that? Because you're only hurting yourself and that person. Like, why can't you be strong enough and go, hey, I'm not interested no more. I'm moving on. Well, I mean, that hurts a lot worse. The breakup itself, the breakup itself could technically hurt the other person. If you've already checked out and you don't really care, then the breakup could hurt the other person. But you're hurting them a lot less by just saying, you know, hey, this isn't really working. We need to kind of cut ties and, and go our separate ways rather than, oh, shit, you just walked in on me banging this dude in our bed. It's going to hurt one way or another, but the, the cheating is just, it's, it's too much work. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> and I'm not even that old. The, what I hated the most about one of my husbands was I had to make all my phone calls before he got off at work. Like, if I was on the phone, even to my mother... I caught hell when he got off work. It was my attention had to be on him 24-7 while he was at home. And if I wasn't, and I was annoying him, and if I was making phone calls that he didn't approve of, you know, no, fuck that shit. Then I went into another abusive relationship where, like, literally, this motherfucker grabbed me by the back of my hair and rubbed my nose in fucking dog piss. But I can't say that I wasn't a toxic one because I, you know, I, I kind of did some bad shit to him back because you're going to rub my nose and dog shit. You're going to get an iron to the head. I'm just saying. And it was abusive. It, and I, when I left that relationship, I was totally fucked up. Have like, you ever, have you ever had the, um, <clears throat> just come sit in the same room while I ignore you and play video games, but I at least want to know yes, where. Yes, that was the 
last one. I at least want to know that you're sitting here so that I can, you know, see you and touch you and talk to you if I want to. But, you know, but the don't... Thing is, don't even touch me while I'm playing my video games. Yeah, don't it's talk life. to me. Exactly. Don't talk video to me. Video games their life. Like, if they don't get to play, they're fucking cranky. If they if lose, they're cranky. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Like, the guy I'm dating now, I met him. He was in college. And he was going to be a respiratory I'm only 17 years older than him. I'm not that old. Um, you could be his mama. You're a cradle robber. Shut up. He could have been friends with my twins. I'm just saying. <laughs> but Yikes. he was in college. Like, when we were dating, he came to my place because I fed him. I I went through his cards. You know, we did flashcards, did his homework. So you he acted like to- his mama? <laughs> Actually, no, I acted like his friend, you uh, know. Uh-huh. He, had, he hadn't had a relationship like me, you know what I mean? Hmm. My little Jehovah Witness. Yeah, he, uh, he never really dated, like, well, when he was younger, he moved one girlfriend into the mom's house. She was renting the basement out. Um, the girlfriend after that broke up on his birthday, and then he started dating me, and we found each other on Tinder. Um, it was my ad was Polly looking for her Ruben. So if you ever seen the movie Along Came Polly, you'll understand. The I kind of saw guy. it. I've just it's been a long time since I've seen it. A long oh, yeah. time. And on his Tinder profile, he was in a hazmat suit. I was like, it was love at first sight. <laughs> I didn't even know what he looked like. We talked for a year over Tinder, and I didn't even know what he looked like because I didn't know Tinder had more than one photo. I didn't know you could scroll. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I didn't even know what he looked like. I'm like, I'm just basing this off a personality solely. And he has one. He has a great personality. Like, he'll come in and do character voices. <laughs> I, I'll have, I've got a video of it. I, I'll have to show you one day, but you'll get one. <laughs> but he made me laugh. Yeah, I can't see it him doing the, character character voices. He does do them. He can do uh, Fla- uh, uh, Flanders from Simpsons. He can do Ed, Ed, and Eddie. He can do, uh, oh, my God, Beavis and Butthead. And <laughs> I'm going to love you. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to pet you. I'm going to call your friend. He can do that one. <laughs> but it, the difference in this relationship with any other relationship was the fact that he was interested in me doing my art. He would join me and do my art. He was interested in me painting because he knew my depression. I mean, I just lost a child and I wasn't looking for a relationship. I just needed a friend. I mean, I just needed somebody to talk to and he ended up losing a baby on clinicals. He was doing clinicals. He was doing chest compressions on a child, trying to revive this child. And the first thing he did was call me. He left. They sent him home because he was so, you know, and he showed up and he's just, I saw that look in his face. I said, oh, Jesus, what the hell happened today? Because, like, I had a sense, like, I know that look. I've been a parent who's lost a child. I know that look. And he started talking about it. And I'm like, he's like, I don't think I can finish school. I don't think I can do this. And I said, we'll just take a break. 
from your school, and he did. He, he stopped college, and then he was mad because he was like, I've got all this schooling. I said, well, can you change your majors? You know, you've got all this education behind you. You've paid this. He didn't even have college loans because he paid it as he went. Mm-hmm. This is how responsible he is. And he was like, I don't know if I can do that. I said, go talk to him. See if you can use all the credits. And, and he ended up going back to college and finishing with a liberal science degree and something else um, and something else and something else. But <laughs> the fact is he went back to college, got a degree, didn't waste that. And then he went in, he used to be home health. Like all he did was take care of elderly people, which is good because he knows the signs of a stroke. That was very pertinent in my life. <laughs> I need somebody that knows the signs of a stroke. <laughs> but, you know, he, he went back to college, he finished. And then his mom wanted to move to Mexico, so she sold the family home. And he moved in with me, but before he did, I asked my kid, you know, are you, are you okay with this? Because, you know, mom, mom's not really good at picking guys, and this is a weird relationship, and mom's actually happy and doesn't know how to react to this. So, you know, I, I, if you want me to stay by myself, I will do that for you, kiddo. I will be in that single apartment, just date him on the side. You know, gave him that option. Because, I mean, if I move in with him, that means he's going to be a part of my life and my child's life. And my kid was like, no, I, I like this one. I like this one. And he hasn't changed his opinion about him. And this one, you know, he ain't trying to be his dad. He knows he's got a dad. He's just a friend, you know. I'm your mom's girlfriend. And uh, because, boyfriend. <laughs> because he's so young, you ain't got no baby mama drama. Mm-mm. You don't really go around his mom, so you don't have any, like, mother-in-law drama. Hell no, I ain't going to go. Honey, I am 43 years old. He is 26. I ain't going nowhere near that mama. <laughs> I know what will happen. Yeah. You'll have a fucking coronary and fall out right there. See, you're lucky. I, my mom's friend, uh, one time, she was, you know, she's the same age as my mom. She said, the next guy I find is going to have um, a dead mom, no ex-wife, no kids, like there was like this whole checklist. It was all the drama checklist. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with any of this. I want him to you know I want the mama to be dead, so I ain't gotta deal with that. I don't want no ex wife, no kids. <clears throat> well, see, the first year of our relationship, no one saw a picture of him. If I made if I took a picture of us together, I put an avocado over his face and posted it. No one knew his name. No one knew him. And they're like, you're just making this guy up. I'm like, there's fucking photos of us together. No, you're making this guy up. You're not dating him. Well, have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that saying that, like, if you don't want relationship drama, keep it off of social media? Fuck yeah, and that's what I've done with this one. You won't find much on social media about this guy other than we're coming out like y'all thought he was fake, you know. And I'm like, you're about to get to meet him. And it was a year, a year into our relationship. When we moved in together, that's when everybody, wow, she ain't lying, you know. But I don't like to post it because people don't like to see you doing good. If you're doing better than them, they are going to want to trash you and tear you down. And unfortunately, that's how it's been in my life for a lot. The minute I'm happy, people can't be happy for me. And I've been one of the luckiest motherfuckers in this, this fucking lifetime. Like, I've had it all. And I didn't respect it. I squandered it, and I fucked up. Yeah, there's definitely because a couple of the places. There's definitely a couple of places in time that I wouldn't mind switching you. 
Right. <laughs> but there's also all the, it's like, really good happens to me, but karma's got to go and even it back out. And karma had a way of literally kicking me in the ass where I didn't walk for a year. You know? I had, but would I go back and change it? No, because right now, that a whole learning lesson in my life has made me a better person. It's so. made me a more caring person, more stable person. If you get the privilege of me calling you my friend, you know that I am 100% down. I'm that motherfucker will give you the hard truth. I ain't going to lie to you. I am going to tell you how it is. It's going to be difficult to hear, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it, honey, because I care about you. And if you really care about somebody, you don't go up there and just sugarcoat shit. You don't sit there and make it better than it is. This is why I like this relationship. Because I can look at them and go, oh, you know what? I wish we could go do something. And we're going to do it. I can say I'm happy. We're going to work on that. And he can do the same thing to me. He's came to me when we first moved in here. He's like, I'm not happy. You're not sleeping in the same bed as me. And all my relationships will agree that... I'm not easily to sleep around. I have night terrors. I have to take sleeping meds in order so I don't beat the crap out of him in bed. But that's something he wants. It's not something I'm used to doing. I'm that bitch. I was the crazy bitch. I slept on the couch. It didn't matter if I was in a 20-year marriage with you, you'd find me sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he's wanting me to change that. And it's things like that that's not a drastic change for people, you know it's something that should happen in a relationship. You should sleep in the same bed with them. And I'm having to learn that in this relationship. It, it's totally different for me because he respects me. I'm not used to having a partner that I feel we're equal. And it's sad because it's a 26-year-old and I'm dating younger, but I'm in a happier relationship because this generation was taught communication It's school. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were taught safe spaces. They were taught, let's talk this out. Who yep. the fuck was that in the 70s when I was one of them hellacious, you know? Where was that shit? That's what gets me is he is a millennial. I mean, but he's, he's like, not a millennial. <laughs> but it's the communication. And that's what I think I had a problem with most of my other relationships is they didn't understand me. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm unexpected. You cannot just go, oh, she's going to react that way. You I know? ain't married to you, and I know you're damn crazy. Right? <laughs> I'm dedicated. It's not rocket science. Yeah, dedicated. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Yeah, but a relationship, this is what I've been lacking in every relationship I ever had was a line of communication. And it's sad. That's the happiest part of this relationship is communication. Yeah. And drama-free. I mean, seriously. Yeah, we don't have the drama. His mama knows. She, he, she doesn't even know we're dating. That's what, I, that's what I want. I just want, like, an entirely drama-free life and relationship and all of it. Just stay the hell away. And I've cut friends that I've been with for 20 years out of my life to save the drama. Because mm-hmm. I just didn't want it. It wasn't worth it. If you're gonna, I, I, oh, go ahead. Finish. If you're, you're going to bring more drama into our friendship than any good, hmm, I don't want to. 
I don't care if we've yeah. been friends since middle school. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, now, the only weird thing about it is, is parents, if you have a twin, when you give birth, you have twins, do not give them their birth order. That's the most drama I have to put up with in my house. Is oh, you have drama between the twins? Yeah, that's any time they get in an argument, it's, I was born first. Oh, Only my geez. seconds. Oh, yeah. Geez. So anybody that has twins, don't ever, don't, don't give them the birth order. You came out at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're identical twins. You were hugging over. each other on the way out. <laughs> Facts. I'm telling you. I can't smoke anymore inside. I have to debate bit. But, um, yeah, I'm telling you, don't give them a birth order. But it's also interesting that I get to see two totally different personalities that look alike. And there's times where I have to stop and look at them real close to figure out which one's which. Especially if they're sitting at the kitchen table, they look exactly the same. <laughs> so I have to look for clothing because one wears a certain style of clothing, the other one wears this certain style of clothing. So it's pretty fun. I mean, I've got double the trouble. And you, you don't have your own drama. You have twin drama. Right. That, you're I, not, that you don't even have to be involved in. Right. I mean, the only drama I bring to this relationship is I had a stroke. Um, I'm sick. I'm disabled. That's not, I'm not drama. It is when you have depression like mine. I've got major depressive disorder. So there's days I, for weeks I don't change my shirt. I lay in the same spot. I just, depression. I mean, it, you can see my depression, and when I'm at, on a high, when I'm on a low. Yeah. And it gets worse. April, you guys are going to have hell with me. I'm just going to admit it. That's when my baby died. So, We're all of April, you guys are going to just have to just understand it's depression, and it happens every year. I don't really get depressed around the holidays as much anymore. It's their birthdays. That's when I'm hell on wheels. I, I see my therapist daily. <sighs> but, like, I can't complain with my life. I mean, I have been given privileges that other people wouldn't have gotten. I have been on okay. absolutely loud. Not- we actually have probably about 10 to 12 more minutes. So let's talk about... Because with this whole episode kind of being revolving around drama, let's let's talk about the drama that the lottery brought. Oh my god! Okay, um, so are we for, gonna restart this? Hold on, are we are we gonna go another hour? Because I can totally we can totally no do no that. no 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 time? no no we just we just we got about ten to twelve minutes to to touch on lotto drama. And for those who don't know, uh, Gene won the lottery. What? How how long ago was it? Over a decade ago. Okay, so it was over a decade. Okay, so what would you say was probably the biggest drama that came out of that? Life. Life, all of it. <laughs> just all of it, just everything. <laughs> I never got to enjoy it. I was never allowed to enjoy it. I was kept through court because they wanted the lotto money. I would, I just... So people, to, so people coming at you for a payout. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody. Complete strangers were nicer to me than my own family. And if you look at my court history, you think I'm a bad mom. No. Look at when court started. Look at when court ended. Who court was, started with bad money and ended when I was broke. 
who had who who was coming after you the most? Who wanted who wanted money the worst? The husband, the mom. All, all of them. Anybody that was in close proximity of me wanted money. That's all they wanted. They didn't care about me. Uh, there were several times that I swear my. I, okay, I can't talk about one person because of a divorce decree. I uh, can't talk about certain parts of this aspect. All I can say is people that were closest to me were the worst. I literally paid people to go away. I have a saying, trust God, everybody else pays cash. <laughs> and I'm not a big God believer, but you know what I mean? I have been blessed in my life. And like I said, I'm happier broker than a skunk than I am with any amount of money. And I've heard and that I said so many times. Never changed who I was. Everybody will tell you the same. I'm the same crazy ass motherfucker as I was prior to money to who I was after money. And now that I'm broke, I'm happy. But a lot of people are unhappy for me because I did pay into disability. I made sure, you know, I took responsibilities because, you know, you don't know. And thank God I did because now look at me. I'm broke and disabled, yep. you know. Yep. And people hate me for that. Literally, people hate me for the fact that I'm disabled, and they, well, I would have managed that money differently. I wasn't given enough to live off the rest of my life. Realistically, raising a child is all the money that I got went into basically raising a child. I didn't go and spend a lot of money on wild shit. I bought a house. I bought a van, and I paid life. Yeah. And, I mean, I wish I had, like I said, I wish I could go back and the lucky number would be eight. You know what I mean? $350 million or was it 200 I don't remember. It was a lot of money. A lot of money. I could have, if I'd had eight, I could have paid these people to go away and had a, still had a nice life. But, like I said, I didn't win enough to become this life. I mean, and then, plus, I had to go in hiding. I never got to enjoy it. I had to legally change my name. I had to go through a whole new fucking life. Good luck finding my old life. Good luck finding my new life. Because, you know, how do you know my name is Jean? <laughs> I did win the lottery. I, I, I'm I under an alias under everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't really get to enjoy it. And I didn't even get to go take wild vacations. I went on one vacation. We drove there and drove home. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never got to enjoy it. I wish I could go back and take it under an assumed name. The information that I have now, I would have never let them take my picture. I would have never let them take my real name. I would have never let them. I would have had a PR representative to handle all my publicity, and I would have been incognito. So if I ever win again, y'all ain't going to see me again. I'm going to (laughs) be incognito. Be like, where did Jean go? <laughs> we ain't heard from her in a couple days. <laughs> that bitch won the lottery again. <laughs> and you know what? That's the sad thing is people who have won before are more likely to win again. And it I haven't played the lottery for that very fear. When lottery changes your life, it truly does. And unfortunately, it doesn't change it for the better. You have to be a thick skulled, thick skinned person to go through like i would have the mailman would drop off so many fucking letters a day 
I live in a bus with my 15 children. Send me money. Oh, hey, I want I want to go from uh, pharmacy to pharmacy buying pills. And if you finance it, we could triple our money. What the fuck? You want me to finance a drug deal? What the fuck? I mean, I have been asked every freaking question there is. Like I said, you might want to do another hour on this, this subject alone. Because I promise you, some of the shit I went through, you're going to go, what the fuck? Yeah, I think we, we need to go into the whole lotto thing just as a whole. But I know that there's always, I mean, everybody that you've ever heard of that has won any kind of money from the lottery, It's it destroyed my life. It brought out family out of the woodwork. You know, I, I blew it all. I didn't, you know, do what I was supposed to do with it or, or how I was supposed to do. So I knew that. And, and, and I've see, all- I shopping therapy but it wasn't for you know frivolous shit I, I bought a business i literally bought a business that's why i have all this shit back there if i could get my mind straight again you know i could be productive human but you know we're going through some mental shit over the you lose a child like i did you know yeah it takes a few years yeah well and- but that's the thing everybody depended on me and I was always the responsible person, so whenever anybody had a problem, it's like, come to me, come to me, come to me. And you can tell how my friends have entered my life through the names that they call me. If you know my birth name, you're around for a long time. If you know me by my nickname that starts with an L, you met me after the life, uh, lottery. If you know me as Jean, you met me after, after, after the lottery. So you can tell my friends by what they call me. Okay. And literally, I had to go under so many assumed names. It's just, how do you, you know what I mean? You have to hide your true identity. So all of the lotto drama aside, the husband, the mom, the family out of the woodworks, the, the van and 15 Ex-boyfriend kids. boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yes. All of that aside, was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would do it again in a heartbeat, but... I would do things a lot differently. I mean, if you're asking me, was it worth it to go through the heartache? No. Was it worth me coming out the other end a better person? Yes. Have I, I humbled myself? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It taught me lessons that I needed to learn. Lessons that obviously I was too blind and arrogant to realize at that time that I should have acted differently. And leave it to money to do that. And this is what I say. If you're greedy, you're a person I will not have in my life. We have two minutes for me. I like humble people. I like people that are real. I, You know, and the thing is, you wouldn't have realized I had that money. I never changed the way I dress. Um, look at my watch. That was the only thing you could tell I had money from. But if I would do it again, I would definitely change how I did it. Um. I don't regret it. I mean, I wish I didn't destroy my body along the way because, you know, I was, I thought I was bigger than I was. And, you know, I put myself in positions. Like I said, my horse getting hurt was my fault. I should have took a run in that arena, a practice run to know what I was running on, you know. And and that in itself is a whole nother episode, too, because I do want you to talk about that. But we only have about a minute left um, on the live, so let's go ahead and wrap it up um, as far as the podcast goes. But, um, yeah, I do I do want you to talk about the, the, the lotto more, 
and I do want to discuss the horse issue and that that whole accident. Um, oh, we have a whole episode of his lotto, like life prior to lotto, lotto after. So, yes, and there's a would, lot of things I can't discuss. So that would be you know good. <clears throat> that would be a really good episode. that's a wrap for us for today thank you so much for listening to our crazy podcast if you liked it please jump over and give us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast and you can contact us with any questions or topics that you would like us to cover at shenaniganspodcast00 at gmail.com you can also watch our live recording of the podcast on instagram at shenaniganspodcast00 thanks guys till next time